Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, I aim to bring you helpful hints and tips that I hope will help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. These are the first principles of real estate that I seek to share with you so that you can apply them regardless of where you may be anywhere in the world. These are the principles that have guided my 25-year career in real estate, having sold over 1,300 homes. So I hope to share with you my experiences and insights to help you save years and tens of thousands of dollars. This episode is brought to you by Real Estate Agents Group. If you're in South Australia, then there's nobody better to speak to about real estate than the Real Estate Agents Group. Real are a team of real people. These are active members of your local community that serve the entirety of South Australia. Now, if you're listening to this and you're not in South Australia, but you love these helpful hints and tips that we share on this podcast, then we'd love to be able to direct you to somebody just like us in your marketplace. So reach out to Real, and you can do that via urbanandruralsales.com.au or head over to davestockbridge.com.au and if you do leave us a message and we'll connect you with somebody just like us in your marketplace somebody who's there to provide the advice that helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars somebody who's experienced and understands and is empathetic to the needs of today's modern consumer in real estate. If that's the type of agent that you're seeking, regardless of where you may be, anywhere in the world, Real Estate Agents Group can help. Demographics play a particular role in any marketplace. Um, There's always a shift in who's moving in and who's moving out, whether that be in age or cultural background, especially in the Western world, where a lot of working class suburbs are being filled with new immigrants. And this has been the pattern for much of the post-war period. Um, Here in Australia, and you may have detected this in your marketplace, there seems to be a reticence on behalf of working class people made good to call themselves middle class. Um, It's almost as though that aspiration to be middle class has faded away from Australia's consciousness altogether. As a matter of fact, in recent discussions with clients and, uh, and people I would say are just normal Australians who are firmly middle class in all but name, they really don't identify as middle class. Now, these people, I've coined the term cashed up bogans, they're cubs. These are people, and uh, you may have equivalents uh, to, uh, to cubs in your marketplace. And so as we go through today's podcast, you may be connecting the dots and thinking, well, we don't call them cubs, but we've got those people and this is the impact that they're having on our marketplace as well. So enjoy the episode. So who are cubs and why are they replacing the middle class? Well, what is or who are cubs? Well, I'm talking about cashed up bogans here. Gone is the aspiration for Australian families to be middle class. Over recent times, I've been unable to get anybody to identify as middle class. Most are not aware of what class they even perhaps fall into. 
is this even important in 2022 in a, a society and culture where we're seeking to be very egalitarian? Well, to demographers, it certainly is important. And for our national identity, there are ramifications. And for the types of houses we buy, it definitely makes a difference. So what defines working and middle-class people has much more to do with how people see themselves than how much money they actually have. Working class people may be easily categorised, but perhaps unfairly so, as people who need to work to survive. They work on the factory floor rather than in the office. They enjoy sporting pursuits over cultural endeavours. They live where they can afford near work and send their kids to public schools. Another characteristic is that their income is usually much lower than that of their white collar counterparts at work. Middle-class people have traditionally worked in white-collar roles, spend their spare time on cultural endeavours and events, mix in polite society and generally send their kids to private schools. The middle class earn more, travel further to work and send their kids to schools perhaps uh, because of their school's achievements rather than the proximity to them. In come the Cubs. So Cubs earn as much or more than the average in the middle class. They come from working class backgrounds, but they do not aspire to be middle or upper class. They quite happily forgo the polite conversation and cocktail evenings for a weekend up at the river. Cubs are cashed up bogans. When I speak to those who by any other measure appear middle class, they seem to hesitate to confirm which class they now belong. They are doing well, have all that they want materially, yet don't care for social climbing in the slightest. In fact, there is almost a cultural cringe associated with claiming middle class status. No one wants to be middle class anymore. We now live in an era whereby cashed up bogans are rapidly replacing the middle class in this country. And what does that mean for real estate? Cubs are usually working class people make good. They have disposable income and collect things and experiences for leisure. Cubs don't care about postcodes. They care about being close to family, but also about having an impressive home. Cubs are best epitomized by tradespeople. To be stereotypical, a cub is a successful small business person who has a $70,000 Ford Ranger as a daily drive, a classic car in the shed and a 250 square metre home in a suburb adjacent to the working class suburb they grew up in. They probably have a jet ski they hardly use and a block at the river they share with mates and family on long weekends. They buy a house based on size and aesthetic rather than postcode and they have a working class sensibility. They are rough around the edges, yet scrub up if they have to. Yet their preference is to be in their backyard in their favourite trackies with a beer in hand rather than at a cocktail party trying to make it in polite society. Cubs choose to live in close proximity to their mates and family who perhaps have not enjoyed the same successes as them. They want their kids to have a bit of mongrel in them and so send them to a local public school or a solid Catholic school without hesitation rather than send them to an esteemed private college miles away even though they can actually afford that. Cubs are not social climbers. They do well because of what they know, not who they know and resent anyone who does the opposite. 
Cubs are the middle class. They can live where they want, buy what they want, and don't need the approval of a social strata higher than them to validate anything they do. This is the evolution of egalitarianism at work. It's the blurring of the lines between lower, middle, and working classes, where the social sensibility and ethic does not change, only the income amount, asset base, and perhaps the location does. I'm a cub, I grew up poor, have done well, yet choose to live locally in a traditionally working class suburb. We send our kids to a local Catholic school and spend our money on cars and holidays rather than houses in areas where our family and friends are not. There is no shame in being a club in 2022. Although there does appear to be some shame associated with being middle class. So are you a cub? Do you know a cub? Do you prefer to hang out with your mates in your trackies and thongs under the veranda rather than attend a dinner party with some influential people from your children's school? If that's the case, then you are probably a cub. I'm Dave from Real. For more of these helpful hints and tips and insights that I hope will set you up in real estate, stay tuned for more, subscribe to the podcast, like the Facebook page, and I'll look forward to bringing you more next time.